Hey guys, welcome back to Tap That AZ Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Walters. This is news and reviews for the week of March 5th, 2019. We've got the usual. We've got a few events. We've got a beer review for my man Marcus from Brewery 602. And we've got some education from Doc from Pedal House. So let's get into these events. As we know, it's festival season. I mean, this is the best time of the year in Arizona. This is why we all live here. So I'm not complaining about all the festivals. And this one looks pretty badass too. Downtown Mesa Brewfest. This is Saturday the 9th of March from 1 to 6 in downtown Mesa. So, admission is free, so you don't charge you to get into this thing. Drink tickets are available for purchase for $5 each for a full 12-ounce pour. It's cash only, so keep that in mind. So, a lot of great breweries. We've got so many great breweries, both Arizona and outside of Arizona. we got Cigar City going to be there, Beer Research Institute, Ren House, Grand Canyon Brewing Company, Firestone Walker, there's just the list goes on. So get to this thing. There's gonna be the live music as well. Haley Green music. Saw Haley Green at the Huss Citrus Festival. Her voice is amazing. So make sure you go see her. Band called Ant B and then the Dry River Yacht Club. So once again, festival is free to enter and it is family and dog friendly. Um, Arizona Distilling Company as well as Iconic Cocktail is going to be there as well. If you're not a fan of beer, there is going to be a handful of food trucks as well. Party Hard Wrestling is back again this year, it says. I don't know what that means, but seems to be probably pretty cool. So check this out. This is Downtown Mesa Brewfest, March 9th from 1 to 6. We also have a brand new brewery opening up. So this is Black Canyon Beer Company. So Black Canyon Beer Company is um, on Bell Road. It's like basically like Bell Road in the 17. It's been a homebrew supply shop for, for quite a while now. And they actually recently started making their own beer. And they're opening up their tap room on March 7th. So the opening is Thursday, March 7th at 3 p.m. This is Black Canyon Beer Company. I'm especially excited about this because this is super close to where I live. So, um, yeah, Black Canyon Brewing Company, Black Canyon Beer Company, thank you guys for opening up your tap room. I cannot wait to check this out. So, check them out. Black Canyon Beer Company, grand opening March 7th at 3 p.m. They're at 2734 West Bell Road in Phoenix, or just Google it on your phone because if you're listening to this, you have a phone. Another cool thing we've got going on is Roars and Pours. This is also March 7th from 5.30 to 8.30. So you can go check out Black Canyon Beer Company, have a beer at that new place, and get to Roars and Pours right on time because that starts at 5.30. This is at the Phoenix Zoo. I've heard really cool things about this uh, event. It's an adults-only zoo thing, right? Zoo beer event, right? (laughs) So it's going to be Dragoon Brewing Company. And White Claw Hard Seltzer is going to be the presenting alcohol, the vendors, I guess is what you call it, right? So it's $10 a ticket. There's a lot of really cool things going on at this. I I was listening to the radio the other day, and they were talking about all the cool things that they do. There's a mating game animal show. I don't know what the hell that is, but uh, I'm sure that's probably pretty, pretty interesting. There's an after hours train ride. There's a chicken poop bingo. There's oversized yard games like 
giant cornhole and tic-tac-toe and all that stuff. Alt-AZ is going to be there. And there's an inflatable interactive Hungry Hippos game. So, yeah, this just looks like it's going to be a great time. So check it out. Roars and Pours, March 7th at the Phoenix Zoo. On Sunday, March 10th at Helton Brewing Company, I've got the hops for you. So this is, uh, you're going to be able to design your own cutting board while indulging on an IPA and cheese pairing. So I know from the beginning, Brian Helton's always been a fan of pairing food and beer. And at the beginning, they even had a cheese program going on there. So, um, and who doesn't like cheese, right? Besides, you know, maybe people that can't eat cheese who probably still want to eat cheese. So check this out. Uh, This is, I've got the hops for you. This is at Helton Brewing Company, Sunday, March 10th from 5 to 8. So your ticket includes all the tools and materials to burn the design into a cutting board. It's a 13 by 5.5 cutting board. And you're going to get an IPA tasting flight and cheese samples. So check it out. Modern Witchcraft. That's M-O-D-E-R-N-W-H-I-C-H. CRAFT.com. Also put that in the show notes so you don't have to write that down right now while you're driving. <laughs> but that's where you're going to find your tickets. So check it out. March 10th, I've got the hops for you at Helton Brewing Company. Make your own cutting board, eat some cheese, drink some beer. Do it. All right, let's go to this beer review from Marcus Pena, aka Brewery 602. Hey guys, Brewery602 Beer Reviews here, at Brewery602 on Instagram. My name is Marcus, and welcome to my backyard. So I'm doing a little brewing today. I thought I'd do a review. So I picked this beer up. Uh, This is called Cinnamon Kolsch Crunch. It's a collaboration beer between Huss Brewing Company and King's Convenience. Now, King's is a bottle shop and tap room, one of the best bottle shop and tap rooms in Arizona. Huss is one of the biggest uh, craft breweries that we have in Arizona and they distribute all across Arizona. Um, they have a really, really popular beer that's called uh, coffee Kolsch and their coffee Kolsch is a fantastic beer. Uh, it's very easy drinking. You can drink it all day. So what they did was they took that base beer and then added a ton of boxes of cinnamon toast crunch. And so now we have cinnamon Kolsch crunch, uh, very interesting take on a Kolsch style beer. So let's uh, get into it. And then I don't think they did cans on this. Um, I did go to Huss to pick this up um, in the tap room. So uh, very cool beer. Um, the fact that they were able to do that. Let's dig into it and see what we got here. Doing a little backyard brewing today. So I was like, Let's get this out. Well, I get coffee immediately. Well, it's definitely coming in very clear gold color. Nice fluffy white head on it. Nice compact bubbles. Let's get a drive-by aroma. That's amazing. I mean, there's a ton of coffee. Uh, it definitely does smell like that base beer, that that Kolsch, uh, coffee Kolsch. It, it, it comes off so well. Yeah, and it's like high-end coffee. And then you get a ton of cinnamon. So you get like that cinnamon and coffee mixing together really well. It smells, it smells just like cinnamon toast crunch. It truly does. I'm going to get a deeper rum on it. 
God, yeah. <laughs> it smells just like it just smell it smells just like cinnamon toast crunch. It's it's absolutely amazing. Um, and you do get that coffee layer underneath it. Uh, so I mean it, it it's exactly what it says. It's got a taste on it. Cheers. That's delicious. That is absolutely delicious. I mean their coffee colch is already a fantastic beer. Adding that cinnamon layer, it, it just gave it a whole nother feeling. It's almost warming and, and, and definitely breakfast-like. Very easy drinking. Definitely a perfect beer to have while you're brewing beer in your backyard. Um, you got cinnamon, you get coffee, you have a very nice mouthfeel um, for, for Kolsch-style beer. Um, gosh, I, I, not very much more to say than it's very easy drinking. Probably one of the best uh, Kolsch-style, you know, adjunct beers I've, I've ever had. Definitely, for sure. Uh, Huss knocked this one out of the park. It's it's fantastic. Um, as far as a grade is concerned, uh, i got to go... Uh, I go I'll go 95. I'm going to go with the 95 on it. It is a very good beer. And I got this little guy here, a little 32-ouncer. I'm going to finish brewing and finish this guy up. So, you guys ever in Phoenix, check out Huss Brewing. Also, go check out King's Convenience. Uh, Mickey there, the owner's an awesome guy. Uh, really cool to go talk to. Um, I really do appreciate you guys stopping by. Again, Brewery 62 Beer Reviews, at Brewery 62 on Instagram. Please follow, like, and subscribe. Cheers. always love listening to Marcus's reviews. This guy knows his stuff. And if you've ever met him, awesome guy too. So Marcus, thank you once again, my friend. And let's, let's get ourselves educated a little bit. All right. This is Derek Osborne, otherwise known as Doc, from Pedal House Brewery, Tempe, Arizona. Talk a little bit about yeast. Yeast is uh, the catalyst that makes your beer makes the sugars in the malt ferment into alcohol. That's the most basic way. There's so much more to it than that. There's millions of compounds that can be produced, and how you treat the yeast is ultimately going to determine how the beer tastes. Getting into a little more science of the yeast, there's two basic kinds. There's many kinds of yeast, but two basic kinds that we've studied for years is the lager and the ale strain. The lager strain uh, ferments cold, produces less of the fruity esters and uh, takes a lot longer to ferment and do what it does, but it produces a crisper, cleaner beer. The ale strain uh, ferments warmer, faster, turns your tanks quicker, and it produces more esters, which can give you fruity notes, uh, but it can also clean up quicker at the end of fermentation. Uh, Most people have more success with the ale strains. Uh, I I still think the ale has a lot more appeal, and the lager is a little more challenging to work with. For me, we do lagers because there's so many great breweries that uh, don't, and we are able to produce a good lager, which I think differentiates us. Many places don't choose to do lagers. They, um, they do take a lot of time in the tanks. Tanks are very expensive, and you have to buy more tanks if you're going to do a lager. Uh, there's a lot of knowledge not known with lagers, too. Uh, the knowledge is out there, and... 20 years ago, it was hard to know how to brew beer. Now everybody knows how to brew beer, but there's still some guarded secrets with lagers that some of the big breweries just don't want to share. They don't want to 
they're already losing to the craft brewers and why lose more they they put a lot of resources into developing the science of everything and it's their their private property and it's to their advantage to keep it i i can't say as i blame them but loggers are very intimidating for brewers so uh, also i just really think the appeal for the pale ale and the ipa is the flavors match with hops so much better in a, a properly made ale in most cases and i think that is a really good reason why most craft brewers choose ales. So the yeast, as we know, it, it eats the sugars that are produced by the malt in the beer. Uh, sometimes we also put adjuncts in the beer to get the gravity higher to make a higher alcohol beer. So uh, Belgian beers use Belgian candy sugar. Uh, corn is common in light domestic beers. You'd be surprised how many really well-known Belgian beers use corn as well. Uh, corn is... Um, Corn is very fermentable and doesn't affect flavor a lot. However, if you pitch it with your wort, the yeast doesn't care about the wort and it won't go into reproduction the way it's supposed to. It's just going to party. It's like giving a, a newborn baby alcohol. Let them develop. Alcohol is great for people, but let them develop first. Uh, so ideally, if you're going to pitch adjuncts to yeast, you would let the beer start fermenting separately and then add the adjuncts at a later time. Otherwise, you're gonna have the old yeast fermenting instead of reproductive new yeast fermenting. Uh, more more nitty gritty on it. Uh, pitch your yeast at a colder temperature than you wanna ferment it at. In other words, if I'm brewing an ale at 18 Celsius, I probably wanna pitch it at 16 and let it rise to 18 naturally, uh, or 18 to 20, depending on what you're doing. For my lagers, I pitch at nine Celsius and I allow it to rise overnight to 11, but I cap it at 11, and I wait till fermentation's near complete before I allow it to rise to 13 Celsius. The reason being is uh, all the flavors that you do not want in beer are produced all in the beginning while it's taking up oxygen and uh, reproducing, and those flavors are not uh, reduced out of the beer until it runs out of sugar and the yeast is looking for some way to survive. So you suppress them in the beginning, and then at the end, allowing it to rise up so the yeast is still active all the way to the end, it, it'll capture all those odd things you don't want, such as diastyl, acetaldehyde, and a few of the others. Uh, and it'll reduce those down. You do have to monitor your pHs and your density uh, because as the pH rises at the end of fermentation, your yeast is dying, and it's a good indicator to get the yeast out of there. Uh, create some challenges. That's why... That's why you pay your brewer to do it. The way the yeast impacts flavor on beer is uh, it produces esters. It produces some acidity, produces the warmth from alcohol. Uh, while your hops can produce bitterness and some fruity flavors and your malt can produce some sweet caramel flavors, uh, it's your yeast that gives you the banana flavor in your Bavarian Hefeweizens. And it can give you a little bit of the bubblegum flavor in your, in your Belgian beers. And it... Uh, we're trying to give you the least amount of flavor possible in the lagers, and we're trying to give you a nice rounded fruity nose in the uh, in the ales. When I say fruity, I don't mean anything standing out. Even the off flavors are in every beer, but in small amounts, they actually contribute to the overall likability of a beer uh, when they're below a threshold level. Uh, the yeast is responsible for producing all those compounds. You also have wild yeast besides the ale and lager strains, your Belgian strains, uh, you have wild yeasts, such as Britannomyces. There's different types. They can produce 
along with uh, quite a bit of acidity and very rapid fermentation. They can also um, produce some cherry pie flavors. Uh, very, very common in your uh, your Belgium creeks and lambics because you can contribute some really nice fruity flavors to a cherry beer. Uh, by the way, if you put cherries in a beer, it ferments all the sweetness out and you'll have some color left and you'll have some aromatics of cherry, but it really helps to build the complexity of the beer with other things that contribute to the fruit because the fruit's gone. Prior to the discovery of uh, these Britannomyces and wild yeast strains, they really didn't know. Uh, I think it was 1895. Uh, when, I think it was 1895 anyway when Pasteur did the meat in a jar test uh, and von Leeuwenhoek took his bifocals and put them together to create a microscope uh, and was able to see what he called wee beasties, uh, the little animals that can grow and ferment things. Uh, prior to that, it was a lot of praying to God. Uh, so now they know the different yeast strains that do different things. Well, there's an area in Belgium, uh, about a 20 square mile radius, that has these wonderful yeast in the air. And they didn't know how to pitch yeast or buy them from the lab back then. They just opened the windows and they had a cool ship. They'd uh, cool the wort after it comes out of the kettle in this shallow shallow pan, if you will, and they'd let it cool off in, uh, in the air as it's blowing in when they open the windows up, and that would inoculate the wort with the uh, yeast and that was why all these old Belgian beers were always very sour and funky if you will and now this is a very desired thing that people are doing all over the place now that we know that nothing in beer can hurt you uh, due to many reasons uh, nothing pathogenic can grow in beer so allowing the natural things is great once again this is Doc from Pedal House Brewery and uh, we're just talking about yeast and I'm about to go drink a beer blanche which is filled with yeast. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the show. Coming up Wednesday, we've got Hell of a Brewing Company. Pretty excited about this. Sean from Hell of a reached out a little while ago and it's like, hey man, when I get back, when we get kind of everything sorted out here for the most part, um, I'd love to have you come down. So I'm like, hell yeah, dude. Well, hell of a yeah. So I, uh, so we set it up, and Sean was he had a plan. He's like, "Hey, I want you to come down. We've got awesome food, awesome beers. We're gonna do a beer and food pairing." So that's what we do on the show, and you get to hear me eat in a microphone. <laughs> Not really, kind of a little bit, but um, I was respectful about it. So that's coming up Wednesday. Got some merchandise. I'm looking to get the the online store up pretty soon. Uh, but I've got a bunch of shirts and a few hats left as well. So if you're interested in a Tap That AZ shirt or hat, reach out to me. Um, I'm going to try to put some posts up here soon um, and hopefully get that store online within the next week or so. But um, if you're interested right now in a Tap That AZ shirt, reach out to me. Let me know. And in the meantime, always remember, stay awesome.